Hello, good morning. Today I'd like to share with you from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 to 11. And we read, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her cold by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a cold the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them, They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. I remember in July 2010, when Queen Elizabeth II came to visit Kitchener-Waterloo and the today's BlackBerry company and the place where they made the BlackBerry smartphones. On this third and final visit by Queen Elizabeth II to the region, she toured the offices of Research in Motion, now BlackBerry, and they all wanted to see the Queen. Little mattered the reason, they just wanted to go see her, because she was coming to town and she was a famous person. In the same way it happened in ancient times with the Roman emperors or other kings, everyone wanted to see the famous personality. Every time the emperor came back from a military campaign, massive crowds welcomed the authorities with enthusiastic shouts. And if we want to imagine what that entry of Jesus would have been like 2,000 years ago, we can find similarities in that event. Jesus enters through the gates of the city with a crowd of people who acclaimed him as a king and cheered him with palms and branches of the place and placed their clothes on the road. That was a sign of revering royalty. In the Bible, it is mentioned that some kings of Israel rode donkeys instead of horses for their official ceremonies and events. An example of this is found in 1 Kings chapter 1, where it is narrated that the prophet Nathan and Sadok the priest anointed Solomon as king of Israel and made him ride King David's mule. The choice to ride a donkey or mule instead of a horse had a specific symbolism in the culture of the time. Donkeys were common and humble animals used for loading and transport work in the fields. Therefore, riding a donkey was considered a sign of modesty and simplicity rather than arrogance and ostentation. Furthermore, the choice of the donkey as means of transportation had prophetic significance in the Old Testament. 
In the book of Zechariah, chapter 9, it is prophesied that the Messiah, the promised king of Israel, would come riding a donkey. And this passage is quoted in the Gospels as the reason why Jesus chose to ride the donkey at his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. The choice of the kings of Israel to ride donkeys instead of horses was due to their symbolism of humility and simplicity, of approachability to the people, also a sign of a pure heart and sincerity, as well as their connection with the other kings of the scriptures. We don't have to confuse the donkey in this case, in this precise case, with the sign of humility. Jesus was indeed very simple and humble, we already know it, but in this event it doesn't want to show precisely the humility of Jesus, but quite the opposite, royalty, the authority and power of Jesus towards the people of Israel. That is why Jesus rides a donkey. His main objective is to show that he fulfills the prophecies of the Old Testament that said that the Messiah would come riding a donkey and that whoever rides a donkey is a king. The figure of the king is difficult for us today, not only because it's already rare in the type of world governments, but because kings were synonymous with despotism and sometimes even tyrannical authority. Jesus, well, we know it was not like that, and that is why it's difficult for us to compare him with a king. But at the same time, we must know that at the time of Jesus, there was no other type of government of authority other than that of the figure of the king. Jesus uses this image of the king to show his own royalty and authority. Jesus, therefore, for us today, shows us with this story that he positions himself as what he is, an authority. Just as we say in our Sunday creed, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. That is, he is seated as a king on a heavenly throne and has all the power of the universe. That's what Jesus wanted to show. Beyond that, we know that Jesus was loving, modest, and even humble. The most important image of this symbolism in the triumphal entry into Jerusalem is this. Jesus shows himself as what he is, the Messiah, the one awaited and chosen by God for the people of Israel, the king, the authority that is already in the heavens and on the earth, and the son of God himself, as he shows us by rising from the dead. What is the message of Palm Sunday? For all of us, it is one more opportunity to renew and strengthen our faith so that we can follow Jesus with confidence and joy on the road to salvation, knowing that he is really God. He is the Lord, King, and Messiah. The question is how we treat a king or a person of supreme authority today. On what basis do we assert that he has the supreme authority? And we know this thanks to the Holy Scriptures, books that today we call the Bible. Therefore, if we accept the Bible and believe that it is the authorized word of God, we are also invited to consider it an authority for our lives. There are many churches, not exactly ours, where the Bible is placed on the altar table. 
This symbolizes that the Bible, that is the word of God, is the supreme authority that summons us. The architecture of the churches themselves is special. Most of the traditional churches have a cross shape when viewed from above and also follow the architectural pattern of the ancient palaces where kings ruled. Hence the term basilica, for example. That is what some temples are called. And this word comes from the Greek basileo, which means king, in the elevated place where the king's throne would be. We now have the altar table and on it the cross and or the Bible, showing that the supreme authority of believers is Christ and his word. Jesus invites us today to cheer him, to praise him, to adore him, to respect him, and above all things as well as a supreme authority to obey him through his word. Today we are invited to treasure the authority of the Bible as the authority of God, to treasure the word of God as the only royal and authoritative word. Every time we go to the word of God, with the same adoration and respect, we will be venerating that king in the same way that Jesus' contemporaries did that Palm Sunday. Holy Week begins today. I've heard from many people who want to make sacrifices these days, during these days. Some say during Lent, I don't eat meat. Others, I don't eat sweet things. Others, I don't listen to music, etc., etc. We can find innumerable and imaginative options to make sacrifices. So, my question is, what for? What is the intention? To please God more? To achieve God's approval? To show yourself to be a better Christian, a believer? To get to influence God to listen to me more? These are traditions, respectable in their history and context, to some extent, but not theologically correct according to the Bible. We Christians don't need it. Jesus tells us, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, in Matthew chapter 9. He already sacrificed himself once and for all, for every one of us. What he really wants is our decisive surrender to him, and that is achieved with our devotion to him. If we want to achieve the good pleasure of God, the closeness of God, the best way to do it in this holy week and every day of the year, if we really want to worship him, is, for example, to be able to consider the Bible as the authority whom Jesus commands us to honor and obey. And, of course, for this we must read and study it. In it, it's found his word, and his word is our authority whom we are invited to revere until Jesus comes again. Let us value, treasure, the grace that is given to us with the invitation of Jesus to accept him and his word as the true authority in our daily lives. May we always be willing to tell others about that King and God, just as the Bible tells us, and to follow the path that he has laid out for us. I wish the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I wish you a fantastic week.